Yeah, I, j- I just shared with all of Fort Wayne and Northeast Indiana the text you just sent me. My my phone was on silent. Whoops. So <laughs> I, I was thinking to myself, gosh, Pat's got to be calling me here pretty soon. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I didn't even have it off of silent. Well, let me just say this about silent phones and all that. I do it all the time. If If Kim Miller yells at me, Three times in a month, two of the three times are because of my phone. So I'm just saying. So so that way, if you go ahead and get married, you're all set. Maybe in the long run, this will work out for me. See? <laughs> yeah. Uh, next week, we're going to start advertising for the Pat Miller Dating Society. So we'll see if we get you figured out. Uh, Philip, uh, things are going well for you? You doing all right? Going well. Um, more and more, I realize that we actually are in a presidential election cycle. Uh, it seems like 2020 was just yesterday yep. because things are starting to bloom. Yep. Uh, certainly starting to feel like everything is in full swing. Yeah, we're, we're like nine to ten months ahead, aren't we? Yeah, I think that this has shifted so much uh, because Donald Trump, uh, he never quite went away. Instead, um, he basically started running the moment he left the White House. He declared, of course, uh, officially for the first time uh, in in November. And now the rest of the field, um, some of some of these Republicans had hoped that Donald Trump would just magically go away. That is not the case. Uh, instead, that there's going to be a really a battle royale. There's going to be a big brawl between all of these guys who want to be president. In, in your view, that's all this is. In your view, because, I mean, you know, we've got Ramaswamy that you and I are going to talk about here in a little bit. You've got Nikki Haley who has stepped in. But if, in fact, officially, hey, I really, really, really mean it, Governor DeSantis steps in, does he just become the front-running sacrificial lamb? I think that uh, he becomes the runner-up immediately. This is going to be a, a battle, and it's one that Trump has expected for a long time from DeSantis. There are a lot of dynamics that look like 2016 again. Uh, you know, you've got Trump running um, potentially, you know, five or six or seven other Republicans getting ready to run against him. The possibility that maybe all of these different candidates will split the vote. And he will win, not with a majority, but a plurality. Mm -hmm. Um, That's certainly a possibility. But something new is that Donald Trump is sort of besides himself uh, because for the last couple of months, he's been playing rope-a-dope with DeSantis. Uh, The Florida governor has not criticized him by name. He hasn't uh, made any attacks towards him. He hasn't even declared. Instead, DeSantis keeps on doing exactly what he wants to. And uh, you have the former president who now for the first time has a record that he has to defend, um, including you know some things that some Republican primary voters aren't super thrilled about, whereas DeSantis is just camping out in Florida um, and he continues to get the accolades uh, of some pretty significant sections of the party. Well, and you know, I, I noticed here, a couple things. Again, not quite accolades, but I, I've noticed that that Trump has said some somewhat uh, glowing and congratulatory things toward DeSantis recently. 
You know, I mean, and, and like you said, even when he says things that could be viewed as being negative, he never calls him by name. And I will tell you, I was stunned when the backlash started against Mike Pence uh, because they found a few documents at his house. And, and Trump was like, you know, basically, lay off him. Mike Pence is probably the, the squeakiest, cleanest guy I've ever met. Just leave him alone. I mean, it, it really surprised me. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, I, I think that that might reflect a bit of wariness on Trump's part because he knows that Mike Pence brings a very significant um, evangelical uh, voting block with him. Social conservatives love the former vice president. But the other thing is, so far, Mike Pence has split ways with Trump, um, and they've had a relatively quiet divorce. Yeah. Yes, Pence wrote his book, um, and he explained his frustration with Trump about January 6th. Yes, um, he has criticized some of the, the new policy developments of the president, for instance, saying uh, that Trump needs to be more serious about entitlement reform. But if Pence jumps into this, uh, that won't be a quiet divorce. It'll be a messy one. Oh, yeah. I think that um, while it might seem out of character for Pence, he certainly knows where the bodies are buried, and he could cause Trump quite a lot of trouble. Because remember, this is the first time Trump is running for president and has to defend his record from the right not the left. Well, and and I also think, and you know, just just follow me here for just a bit. I think that Trump um, might be in a slight bind, just because um, uh, when when you when you look at how did, did you read the end of Pence's book? Yeah, uh, I thought that was incredibly on character. Where one of the last interactions, if we're thinking of the same thing is when Pence goes into the Oval Office, expresses deep frustration with the way that Trump behaved on January 6th, yep. and didn't look out for his family, who was there on uh, on Capitol Hill. Um, but then, you know, Pence says to him, I-, I promise I'll never stop praying for you. And I, I can't remember off the top of my head what, what Trump said. I think it was something in the lungs of, never change, Mike. Yeah. But, I mean, that's, I mean, what you saw is what you got with Pence. He's a savvy political operator, but he believes something, and he believed in loyalty, and he also believed, I, I think he takes his faith incredibly seriously. Well, and, and you know he, he believes in loyalty, and I, I'm telling you, and, and, that, and let me be fair, I'm a Pence fan, I'm also a Pence friend, and you know that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, sure. I, think, I think Donald Trump would have had to have gone far and wide to find anybody else who could have even been 70% as loyal to him for four years as he had in Mike Pence. Mm-hmm. And, you know, furthermore, what was Pence? Pence was Mr. Conservative. But more than that, he was someone who had been on the Hill, who understood how Washington, D.C. works, yep. wasn't corrupted by it, but instead, um, you know, said, all right, look, you, you want your tax breaks to get into law? I will go, I'll go lobby lawmakers on behalf of that. You want Supreme Court justices? You know, I will push for your nominees. I know how the system works. Uh, I think that was part of the appeal for Pence is in Trump in 2016, you had an unknown and unproven quantity. Uh, Also, significantly, 
you know, there were concerns among evangelicals. I, I don't have to tell this to you, Pat. You know this already. I mean, it, a lot of conservatives were hesitant about Trump until Pence came on board. Yes. Now ask yourself, though. Including me. Yeah. Ask yourself, in 2024, if Donald Trump picks Carrie Lake as his running mate, as uh, the, the vice presidential nominee, I don't think that brings more suburban women or more uh, Christian evangelicals or more uh, conservatives of any stripe on board. I think that that is a challenge, and, and Trump would have to navigate that and figure that out. It wouldn't be an immediate um, net gain. Instead, I think it might be a little bit of a liability. Well, and, and let's look at that real quick, if we can. We're talking to Philip Wegman from Real Clear Politics. He's there uh, as their Washington White House correspondent. But, Philip, um, because I, I, I see Trump in a bit of a box. Um, I, I don't think he can just go and grab a lake, and that, that becomes the fix-all. Um, some people said, well, Nikki Haley is positioning to be a VP candidate. Well, for her not to outshine him on a on a debate stage, he'll have to chew her up a little bit, which won't be as easy as chewing up Hillary Clinton. And she was his representative, um, you know, uh, at different points of his government. And then his other opportunity, he can't run he can't run with DeSantis. They're from the same state. Hmm. Yeah. And I think you were the, the first to point that out um, about the, the two of them being Florida men. Yep. That's massively significant because the Republicans, uh, they're going to need someone to run against uh, Mal Harris. They are also going to need someone who brings along voters um, because winning a primary is one thing. Uh, I think that the Trump theory of the case right now is that he's not going to change. He's going to continue to appeal to his diehard supporters, that works in a primary. There's um, there's no evidence that works against Joe Biden in the general. In fact, his last loss sort of demonstrates that. And you mentioned Nikki Haley uh, during her CPAC speech, which wasn't very well attended. Um, she made an argument, which was that Republicans needed to be able to win uh, the popular vote for once. Um, you know, maybe it's uh, been a while. Yeah, maybe the first female vice presidential candidate does that. I don't know if at the end of this thing, um, you know, she'll be too beaten and bruised. I'm not sure if she'll even make it to to the Iowa primary. There is so much that is still unknown uh, other than Republicans um, are haunted by what happened in in 2016. But this time, uh, and I know we'll get a lot of flack for saying this from some folks, uh, this time Donald Trump is the establishment. No, he he is the establishment, and and it it might be. I mean, it might be. It might be very difficult for him to find a running mate. I mean, r- r- truly, um, do I want to go through? Am, am I willing to lay aside enough of myself to be as loyal to him as Pence was, and if push comes to shove, to have him turn around and to do to me what he did to Pence? Mm-hmm. That's got to be top of mind for anyone who would want to join him uh, on the ticket. That said, politicians love one thing, and that's power. And so that's why I think covering Trump is going to be really fascinating, because on the one hand, um, he is, no doubt about it, the leader of the Republican Party. Yep. He is the most popular Republican in 
any poll out there currently. DeSantis is still pretty far back. Uh, obviously, the the governor's nipping at his heels, um, and I expect that he'll announce probably in May or June uh, when the Florida legislative session is over. But so at this moment, where Trump enjoys a, almost the um, advantages of incumbency, and he is basically you know the establishment. Um, he also has all of these challengers, and he also has all of these, uh, you know, personal baggage questions of, you know, is someone going to, um, you know, really run with me? Are people going to look past, uh, you know, the last couple of years of my administration? Um, am I going to be able to get more than just uh, the voters who are my ride and die fans? Um, it, he's in he's in a bit of a bind. Uh, certainly, he's the front runner. But it's going to be a, a pretty interesting uh, next uh, year, year and a half. Yeah. Philip, last question. Um, forget people running. Forget people helping him. Does it hurt Donald Trump that his daughter and son-in-law, it appears, are not going to be part of any Trump campaign going forward? On a personal level, I think it does. Because uh, when I spoke to Ivanka Trump, um, before the 2020 presidential election, there was no doubt in my mind. She was all the way in. She had been crisscrossing the country on behalf of him, uh, just like she did in 2016. Jared Kushner, I know that a lot of conservatives have their complaints about him also. He was also, uh, you know, it was all hands on deck. He was working incredibly hard. Um, both of them were assets to the former president, and, you know, they kept him from some of his worst impulses, perhaps, but they also really, um, I think, stealed his results. Now that they are taking a step back, um, that vacuum has to be filled by someone. And uh, I, I think there will be some moments where, where Trump really wished that he had them in his corner, not just privately, but there on the road with him. Yeah. And I think it's pretty obvious right now they're not there. Um, and, and I think that if he gets bigger in the campaign again, that will be a glaring sore, I think, uh, the fact that Ivanka and, and, and her husband are not there and not part of it because now it's just not party and, and all that. It's family, and she still can't seem to bring herself to be part of it. I think that's that's going to be a huge wound. Hey, listen, thank you so much, Philip. I appreciate you, my friend. Hey, sorry about the delay. Oh, that's right. You're good. Talk to you later. Philip Wegman from Real Clear Politics. We're going to be back uh, right after the news coming up here in about four minutes, and we'll talk to you on the other side. This is Pat Miller on Wobo 1190 AM 107.5 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media.